Why do you why do you have the hat on? What is the is that snakeskin hat? Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't elaborate too much. No, don't worry about it. Why, why are you why are you why are you ruining the podcast like this? The Caliendo cast with Frank Caliendo. John Holmes. You know what? That's good enough. It's uh, testing out a whole new me. What is it? What is it? I don't like it. Guy who doesn't say too much. <laughs> You're nailing it. You're, <laughs> yeah, I know. You're really crushing it. It's really great for a podcast that. Half yeah. The time. Also, guy who's sort of disinterested in the thing in front of him. Guy. That's basically you most of the time on this podcast with a mustache and a hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is hat? Why? Why don't you just take the hat off and everybody's going to want to see? All right, let's just dive into it because you're not playing the game as it's uh, written down. It's my new gay mustache. Box. It's your what? My new incredibly gay mustache. It works. I, uh, it doesn't seem as gay as it was yesterday when you texted it out, though. That's the hat, Richard. The hat's less gay. That my could leopard, be. My leopard skin cowboy hats. That could be. How you boys doing? <laughs> Yeah, I think you need a little Magnum PR to fix that chunchy. <laughs> Magnum PIG, as I like to call it. Do a sit-up kit. <laughs> the first thing I want to get into, like, because we haven't been around for a couple of weeks, all I get yeah, is... We did one last week. No, we didn't. Oh, okay. No, two weeks ago. Two weeks no, ago. No, Frank wasn't here. The new schedule is... Yeah, I, I'm for it. I'm all for it. <laughs> the new schedule is basically once every other week or once every third week or something. Because people keep asking me, are you doing them? Why aren't you doing podcasts? I'm like, "Ah, I just want to have more to talk about. And I want people to get angrier about John and the, uh, all I got, I got so many texts, like three about, uh, you and the Steelers. Everybody wanted to hear your reaction to the Steelers first because your love. Oh, um, they shit the bed. End of story. All right. Guy who doesn't talk. I guess that's. (laughs) <laughs> I guess this character is bleeding over into the actual podcast now. Great. <laughs> Holy cow. When you go that angle. Oh, man. We, <laughs> it's holy cow. That is more Higgins. Magnum. <laughs> Magnum. Uh, Look, Magnum. Robin. No. Uh, yeah, the Steelers situation is uh, uh, you saw it. I mean, the, the opening snap told the whole tale of the game they had. A defense that was down to its eighth linebacker, and the offense had to play a good game, and they started the game. Hey, everybody has adversity, John. That's all, oh, and that's no, all that's, anybody. Yeah, that's all, all anybody quotes. Every single team we've we had to overcome the adversity. This, yeah. yeah. How about the the worldwide pandemic? Yeah, exactly. That everybody has to overcome. Well, how about there's 53 guys on your team, and the fall off is fairly great after 25. So the next 25 are not built to play a lot, and you get guys out there who haven't played much, and the Steelers' defense was eh at that point. Uh, And they never said, you know, they're down to their, you know, Robert Spillane, uh, Cassius Marsh, uh, guys you've never heard of or playing, and they they held their own. When the offense is fairly healthy and they spot a team 28 points, you're not going to win. So it wasn't a surprise at all. It was – it, it was a surprise that they let it get that bad, but it really kind of got to the point where you're like, we're at that we're at that moment with Big Ben's career where he's an NFL quarterback, but he's not an elite NFL quarterback, and forty one million dollars against the cap 
makes that whole, every time I hear a player say, it's a business, you know, it's a business. And now all of a sudden people are saying, well, if the Steelers don't pay them, they're just jerks. And it's like, where's that it's a business mentality when a 39-year-old's about to hamstring a team for $41 million against the cap? And nobody's saying, hey, it's a business. you got to let this guy go. I love Ben. He's been awesome. When do they got to make that decision? You can. Well, if they cut him, it's 22 dead. Uh, Maybe 30-something. Depends on when Ben decides to tell him if he's coming back or not. If he retires, it's just 20 million dead. If he comes back, they have to sign him to like a four-year deal to spread that cap hit over. It's going to be half a decade of, of hurting this team. So, I mean, if Ben, if Ben truly cares about these players and this team, he needs to retire. Uh, Drew Brees clearly walked off the field yesterday for the last time as a Saint yeah. at least. He knows he can't be there anymore. And so you watch that stuff and you're like, you know what? That was the end of an era. Tip the cap. The Steelers for five years haven't been able to get over the hump in the playoffs because they – they just don't have that extra gear anymore. They're a good regular season team. That's about it. When you just said that about Drew Brees and the way he did walk off, I wonder if that's what keeps Big Ben from walking off this year. Because why would you go out the same year as Drew Brees? It's all going to be – I mean, it's all going to be about Drew Brees anyways. But think about that. If you're Big Ben and you retire the same year as Drew Brees – and you might end up retiring the same year as Tom Brady, although it looks like he can go like two or three more, you know, millennia. There might be something into that. I mean, I can see going into the Hall of Fame, you wouldn't want to go in with three other quarterbacks from your era, even though it's happened before. That would be epic. I think that would be better. Uh, I yeah. Think, I, th- I think it would actually be like being part of that draft class. You go out, Philip Rivers is retiring, Drew Brees is retiring, Tom Brady and Ben. Can you imagine? Tom Brady's not retiring, though. So there's, well, maybe. I mean, you, you know, you bring it up. It's a maybe. He's we'll 43. See, yeah. He's not he, retiring. He, he looks like he's in the middle of a, you know, he looks five to six, five to ten years younger than uh, the other old guys. Yeah. No, he's he's definitely, but he's he's been kept so clean his whole career. The guy well, never I, I, keep hearing, I keep hearing that. I know you got something, Toledo, but I, I, I keep hearing that. But uh, Drew Brees, you know, that guy is a fitness buff and, yeah. you know, he's he, – it's not like he's been, uh, you know, a 1970s Gorman Thomas from the Milwaukee Brewers <laughs> chugging <laughs> beers. And, you know, he's, he's not part of Harvey's wall bangers. He's, he's no. you know, he's a guy who's kept in shape. He's, but, but I think this with Drew Brees, I think that, you know, you're looking at a six-foot guy who's had to put everything into, you know, every throw. He doesn't have the leverage and the arm strength. Even Brady wasn't like a gunslinger. But those arms, you look at the difference between the body types. Yeah. Brady looks like a pitcher. He's gangly, well, you know? Well, guys who are shorter pitchers like Tim Lincecum and things like that that always had to hump it a little harder to get it into the 90s don't last as long. Right, and right. Bruce, uh, Breeze's arm had a certain amount of throws in it. Tom Brady, for whatever reason, has – has got no pain on his body, which is good for him. Well, a lot of that, I I think a lot of that has to do with flexibility from what I've heard and people that I know about in that TB12 and stuff like that, flexibility and just pushing on the muscles has uh, kept him from stiffening up like the rest of us, you know, right. And recovery. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That recovery stuff. If you, I mean, if you have the money, and you spend it as a young person, like Russell Wilson's doing it now, right? Right. If you spend the money, and, and LeBron James as well, if you spend that money on your body early, you have a chance to keep it going quite a bit longer. 
but well, if you start J- doing it at the end of your career, you, you, you know, it's just like anything else. It's like studying for a test at the last, cramming for a test at the last second. But I don't. I, you yeah, know, they Brady's said James Harrison spent two hundred thousand dollars a year on his on his body, and that's not just working out. That's who did, who does? James James Harrison, uh, and he still does. Well, but they I mean, say it, LeBron spends over a million, and Russell Wilson spends over a million. It makes sense, and you start you start adding that up. But I mean, even still, you can't you cannot beat. Uh, you know, arthritis, you can't be, you know, that you can't stretch that away. So if genetically you've just got a thing where your arm has 10,000 throws in it, you got 10,000 throws. Yeah. In I it. think genetics plays it. into it as well. Yeah. But if you have genetics and you've been taking care of yourself, well, it works I mean, both ways, good genetics, and you take care of yourself, you're going to prolong it. Yeah. And especially in this league where quarterbacks got protected, you're going to see a lot more guys play into their forties in the next generation, Patrick Mahomes, those types of guys, a little different because they like run around and get hit. But some of those pocket guys, like I think Josh Allen is going to be one of those guys. If he holds up just through good genetics, he can play well into his forties. He's built perfectly. I think he can play into his sixties, John. We'll see. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. But it's, uh, it's like Aaron Rodgers has seven or eight good years left. Easy. You think so? Oh, he's in. His I mean, he looks 30s. amazing right now, but which, which somebody texted me who is a Packer fan, uh, from Wisconsin and said he looks really good. I go, it looks like he's trying again and not trying to get a coach fired. They're like, what about last year? I go, you didn't like the coach yet. I yeah. think he's starting. I think he's had this in him. That tells you a, everything I've ever heard about Aaron Rodgers looks like it's coming to fruition right now. Like, oh, I've decided yeah. here, I'm going to show you this is what I like the coach. He's going to yeah. start being a winner again. Well, I've talked to a lot of people in Pittsburgh, three. But a lot of people who are in the know, even Randy uh, Bauman and I joked around a little bit about it. But the, and he didn't say this, but uh, people who uh, know Ben are the same thing. If it's not working out for him, there's really not a whole lot of reason for him to throw it all. No out incentive. Yeah. And so, I mean, the reason you say Ben shouldn't retire and players like if somebody told you, Frank, hey, you're past your prime. It's all over. But your contract says you're due 41 million next year. And all you have to do is say, I'm coming back. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, listen, I'm, not a, I'm not I'm not saying people are terrible I, for doing it because I would do the same thing. I did yeah. it at Fox for five years. I was done at Fox <laughs> and I kept going back. I'd get, they'd be like, we're going to pay you a little more. I'm like, really? But if, <laughs> but if it hamstring, if you're if you're one of those guys who continually says, hey, I'm doing this because the team is first and most important. And I love playing for them. And your franchise keeps saying we're interested in chasing championships and we want to put ourselves in the best position. You cannot give a 39 year old man, $41 million when he's proven he can't win the big games anymore. And so if Ben comes back, yeah, that clearly is a $41 million. Oh my, I'm taking that money. But the team then needs to say, we've got to let him go. So it's, it really gets to a a kind of a sad point where a guy just won't step away. Cause I don't think, I don't think he's got Look, he's a, he's, he's a liability because he can't move. And watching these games with Mahomes, awful Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, all these guys that are the future, Russell Wilson, all these guys, they move so freely with the ball. Even Chad Henney, to a certain degree, made that game happen because he could move. Um, So you need a quarterback that doesn't say, hey, if I get hit or if I have pressure, I have to lay down. That you're, you're behind the eight ball immediately. So many sacks and so many... Uh, you know, pressured throws come from the idea that Ben can't move anymore and you can't keep that guy. You just can't do it. And it's, uh, well, the game has evolved so much. Defenses are so much different. Even offenses you need to, 
he's have an offensive, the, he's he's a presence because he's such a he's such a good smart quarterback, but right. he can't move. So yeah. it, the liability is the same as Lamar Jackson. He can't throw. And so, yeah, he's dynamic in one aspect of being quarterback. But he won't thing, win the big game. The other thing is always going to keep him out of, uh, out of the, the winner's circle. I mean, it's, it's guaranteed that the Ravens will no, have no championships as long as they don't do something about their passing. And you can't be 32nd in the league at something and win a title. You can't. Yeah. I, don't, I just – just watching <laughs> i'm gonna go back to the the uh lamar jackson because you and i were texting back oh. and forth constantly for um it's either that or sarah cooper um <laughs> or sarah fuller to be fair uh, or sarah fuller. many sarahs we attack i yeah i don't think it's a, i just don't get i don't understand i don't understand narratives and we got let in on a little bit last night by some uh, sources, Kringrish sources, <laughs> uh, and it wasn't Adam Schefter. But I can't take the same storyline every single NFL game about certain players. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is one of them. That, I, and I, I think there's more potential for him than you do. Um, I think there's an eventual. I mean, he has to, he has to get better at the passing. You don't think so? Why would he? Well, I guess his team is actually telling him, just be you. Right. Why would you try to get better at passing? Right. You know, it's, it's those players that should be DHs that they try to make outfielders and it just messes up their bat. You, you have to continually go back to Lamar and, and just say, look, we, we lost five games telling you be a passer, be a complete player. And then when they finally said after Thanksgiving, Lamar, be you, they won five straight. They were, they were rushing 400 yards a game against the Bengals. They don't throw the ball. What they are is a boxer that can beat average fighters and beat them badly. But that step up in class is when Lamar Jackson sees, oh, these guys punch back and they punch hard. Wait a second. Is this Mike Tyson? Is, is, is he Mike Tyson? Because that's, you, you're, that's <laughs> you your know, Mike Tyson he, analogy. Well, Mike Tyson is definitely, uh, in, in my opinion, the most overrated heavyweight of all time. For the exact <laughs> same right? You told him. I did tell him that. He was <laughs> yeah. so drugged up, it didn't matter. <laughs> No, I, I do. I think I think I like your mustache. As, as far as as far as the narrative goes, maybe he's right. I don't know. I would try to punch him and pull his hair out through his nose, but it doesn't matter. The um, the the narrative of Mike Tyson is you're the greatest of all time, but he's nowhere near it. That you look at the list of people he beat versus the list of people that beat him, it is drastic. Uh, the the good fighters beat Mike Tyson, and that's going to happen to Lamar Jackson. And you saw that in the game against Buffalo, a team that he could not figure out, frustrated him to no end. And they basically said, it's windy. The, the, the narrative was, well, it's so windy, it's hard to pass. I'm like, it's windy for both teams. Yeah, but that should have affected Buffalo more right. than more. the Ravens because yep. Buffalo can't run. They threw it all the time. It should have helped Lamar, right? It yep. should have helped Lamar yep. in the fact that, you know, they're playing on cold, hard ground. And he's able to cut and move, and the defense doesn't know where he's going. But they, you know, they had pursuit and they had uh, contain. They did what Tennessee did last year on defense, which was we're going one on one through receivers. We got a single safety, and we're going to just load up eight plus up front, and we're not going backwards on the snap. We're coming forwards. We're we're going to you're you're going to play action. We got two choices: your running back or you. And he and didn't that's a- have anything. He had no answers. And when he tried to throw. 
It was predictable downs to throw, so the defense was ready. Even if you're a great quarterback on third and eight, you're in trouble. So Lamar Jackson is not go- – at three years, the Ravens are going to be saying, we need a new quarterback. Right, but get, if, you get, if you get eight years out of a quarterback, seven, eight years, that's not terrible, especially – As long as you without, take advantage of the window, though. Right. You have to win something. Seven, eight years of like, oh, we had an MVP and we didn't do anything. Our Does the rest of the Ravens team seem to be that good to you? They are always – No. People always claim they're incredible. I don't get it. I watch. And, every, and, and for some reason, I don't like them. I don't know what it is or why I don't like them. Uh, I, you know, there's quite a few teams like that, that you like, ah, I hope these guys win. I hope they don't, They're, they've never done anything bad to me, but I just, I just watch <laughs> them and go, eh, I got yeah, I look at the, I look at the Steelers the same way as the Ravens this year is like, yeah, they're 11 and 0 at one point and everything else, but I watch them all the time. And I'm like, this isn't a special team. It might be a special season. They might stumble around right. and ugly win games, but they weren't a special football team. The Ravens weren't either. The Ravens have never impressed me. I won money last year betting against them in the playoffs because there was no way they beat the Titans. In my opinion, that team had no chance to beat the Tennessee Titans last year, and, and they didn't. They, they just don't have that next gear. They can, And that's where the narrative confuses me is that smart football minds look at Lamar Jackson and go, oh, well, he's dynamic, and at any minute he could bust a 90-yarder, but he can at any minute – throw a terrible pass that ends up being a touchdown that puts the game out of reach, as we saw Saturday night. He's, he's as big a liability as he is a threat. They can rack up tons of rushing yards, but when they don't, then what? He's not multidimensional. He's a one-trick pony. You take that away, and, and he's just – But they go crazy thing. every time he completes a regular pass. Because they're rooting for that. Because, you know, when you when but you that's, can run- that, that's the same thing as like when uh, – and, and he, was it Lamar? But there were a couple players. They keep doing this. They're like, he knew to stay in bounds or he knew oh. to run out of bounds. The kids in eighth grade football – know those rules why do they i think it's demeaning to say that the player's smart because of that well they did that when you're when lamar fell down like oh that just shows the maturation of lamar jackson like i know not to go out of bounds everybody knows not to go out of that is no longer something that's so clever or smart or whatever the times i think of that are when somebody doesn't score a touchdown they lay down on the one like that's heady that's a smart person's move because you don't want to give time. Well, so I, I uh, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill did yeah. a pretty smart move. I mean, there when you when you give yourself up, you go down right there, and you you could go out of bounds, you could do something, but he just. But you know the coaches and players are telling you all don't go out of bounds. Even there, it's not that smart. It's just the right thing to do. How do you not right. know? I keep I even I even gave him the benefit of the doubt and said that's smart. It's like listen, if Peyton Manning. Uh, let, let's go Tom Brady because he's playing right now. If Tom Brady runs out of bounds, you're thinking, what was he thinking when he's got the down screwed up? Right. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. You're going, you're going crazy because he made the wrong decision. Right. What are you saying about everybody else when the, the, the most simple and basic fundamental knowledge is, yeah. uh, is being, um, it just fills the air. I knew, I knew that the day I recognized uh, NFL PR narrative was when I talked to my dad and uh, it was, I don't know, 12, 15 years ago. And he goes, you know, it's hard to hate Brett Favre because he just plays the game like a kid. And I'm like, Oh my God, you're saying what everybody says about him. They sold you that <laughs> they sold you that he plays the game like a kid on painkillers and 
Like he's not. He's <laughs> he plays, just he plays quarterback like a middle linebacker. And I realized at that moment when you like a guy and you sell a guy, stupid plays that Brett Favre made, tons of them, yeah. were just him being a gunslinger who plays the game for fun. It was anybody else threw the passes Brett Favre didn't like he's throwing late over hey, the middle. Hey, That's hey, what did stupid. Madden? What did Madden say? That's just Brett Favre being Brett yeah. Favre. That's, right. You get to do that. Yeah, it's a sale, and you know we it's it's all of them. All the time. Lamar Jackson one's the most confusing because it started at such a young age. Like they've been selling him so hard to us before he did anything. And that I don't understand because they, they gave they him the MVP. Back, they were talking about his college games and said, you go back and watch him in college. He was a pocket passer. He wasn't a pocket passer. Mm-hmm. He's a one and run. He's a one and run. And I don't care what you do in college, especially at Louisville. That that is not going to translate immediately over, when you're a, when you're a running quarterback, it depends on the system, and they'll break this down. He's been figured out by good teams. It it does take one thing for Lamar Jackson uh, to lose, and that's an athletic defense. If you've got a fast athletic defense, he's not going to do anything to you at all. And most but most teams are spending the money on the offense now, right? Because yeah, that's yeah. that's what's selling all the tickets, and that's what's. I mean, especially in the, you know, TV and not being able to uh, have people go to the stadiums, they're losing tons of money. That's where the owners make a lot of that money um, is the, is the gate and the concessions and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, offense is what sells, you know, gets viewers. Watching watching that to me was confusing because Patrick Mahomes is so clearly the best player in football. With, you think he's better than Rodgers? I mean, I think, well, I think Aaron Rodgers is having the best season. Right. I think Aaron Rodgers is this year's MVP. But if you were to say who's the very best player in football right now, Patrick Mahomes is magic. When uh, they were yeah. bored, evidently the last few weeks because that first half yesterday was just flipping fun. Eleven for twelve, putting the ball anywhere he wants. He does what he, he can run, you know. And so for Lamar Jackson to even be mentioned with Patrick Mahomes right now confuses me. Because I see a great big distance between Lamar Jackson and guys like Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. And, and, well, I, even and see even, a, I even see, I think Josh Allen is playing incredibly well and looks like he's got some more coming. He's going to get better and better and better. But I don't put Josh Allen, even though he's had a right. great season, in that right. Aaron Rodgers. No. Uh, he's got to do Mahomes. it a couple of times. If he does it again next year, you can start whispering yeah. Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson. Is just like wow, that guy's fast, and and he makes people look silly, and so it, it's he's a highlight package. So if yeah. you can sell him as a highlight package to everybody, all of a sudden he's magnificent everywhere. He's not. Well, I think he'd be great. I, I, listen, that the way that they use Taysom Hill in um oh. in uh, in uh, New, Orleans, New Orleans, that if you had. And my son said this to me the other day, and I said it. I used to do it in flag football, uh, which really translates to the NFL. But actually, it's getting closer and closer. (laughs) It's getting more real. It's getting more like that all the time. But my Joey says to me, he goes, Dad, why don't they use two quarterbacks? I go, I think it has to do with leadership and having one person as the key. But I also think that could end up being old school thinking. I think that why not have two guys on the field that can throw, Especially yep. when one is a bigger threat to run. If you had Lamar Jackson as a second quarterback with your quarterback, your main quarterback who could run and throw as well, well how are you going to stop them? They could throw yep. to each other. Well, when Pittsburgh tried the slash and Tommy Maddox times, uh, and it was working. 
But teams figure that out because the one thing having watched that is, and I always thought a second quarterback that like a Taysom Hill is different. You can't have a guy who's a quarterback standing behind the quarterback because it's too much of a liability if they both get hurt. But uh, when, when you've got a guy who's back there that can throw too, the dangerous thing is it takes forever to get one quarterback to get the other quarterback the ball. Uh, to, the plays that you would have to develop to get two quarterbacks on the field at once take a long time and the, and the defense can get to them. It's more just, I, I would think, that you don't want your backup quarterback to get hurt on a play goofing around, and now you're down to the first and third guy. Yeah, or but what if you start drafting to have that? If you have that as a right. position, you get six of them, right? And you end yeah. up with I mean, a if bunch you have, of quarterbacks, because yeah. they're going to start producing more and more quarterbacks now because the quarterback camps, um, and you're going to get more athletic and versatile quarterbacks yeah. as well because everybody knows where the money is, and they're going. What they've started to do with quarterback camps, and I think this is a great thing, is they're going into the lower income areas and the, you know white and black and whatever, but they're going to and any uh, you know ethnicity whatsoever, and they're going and they're starting to train kids uh, so. Anybody can have this training from a young time because that's what's happened today. All these kids are playing seven on seven touch football in yeah. the offseason. All the quarterbacks are learning how to run the, you know, uh, read defenses. And you're getting better and better and more opportunities. I mean, there are more quarterbacks coming in that are working every year. Think about that. Yeah. And they're all six five or they're, you know, six one or sure. six foot and can, well, can just blaze around. Right. Look at what happened in college. The transfer portal is because there are so many kids playing uh, the quarterback position now. So they need that freedom. If Alabama signs four top blue chip guys, only one's going to play and the other three are going to sit there going, well, it's great to win a championship, but where am I going to play? Well, and, and I think also you get back to that point where let's say the future is drafting versatile guys that can play. Like if Lamar Jackson's ego would allow it, he could be a running back, wide receiver, slot guy, and quarterback, but he wouldn't be the quarterback, and that's where the money is. So if you keep saying, look, you're important, but we got a guy that throws the ball to you and your numbers are less and everything else, and in the fantasy world, you know, Lamar Jackson not throwing for 3,000 yards, which if that happens, I'll, I'll laugh until I'm blue. Uh, but if he starts having those throwing years and whatever, he wants to be the quarterback because that's the $31 million a year contract. You don't get that get as that? you don't get that he as a person. Oh, he will. Oh, he'll get that. The, oh, former MVP. I mean, the, the, he will get that. He and it's about selling like, tickets and jerseys. Absolutely, he's I mean, a face of that franchise. That's the business, side but it's going to crush the team. Yep, I, that, I totally doesn't, that doesn't seem to matter. I don't uh, think that's I, as listen. his speed diminishes. His arm is going to be more important. And if they're not focused on making him a pocket uh, accurate quarterback who makes good decisions more that's the big thing inside that 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 interception he threw came on the heels of the play before where he started getting tackled and he just kind of whipped it over his head down the middle of the field and the first thing of course they say after that is well he's only 23 and they've got an excuse built in for him for everything there is a narrative to sell us Lamar Jackson and he is at best uh, top 10 uh, quarterback. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start a franchise with him unless I unless he agreed that look, we're going to have a regular quarterback, and then you're going to come in and just be this dynamic uh, superstar that runs all over the field. All right. If you're going to start a franchise, who yeah. do you pick? Uh, Patrick Mahomes won. He's yes. there. You know who right I'm now. really looking at, and I, it's one year. The sample size is little. Justin Herbert. 
Yeah. That dude yeah. seems completely ice cold and oblivious to uh, criticism. He didn't get any. He didn't need any. That guy was mind-blowingly good on a, on a very average well, to bad team. Again, let's see in the second. Right. I say three years. Every but if I'm selling somebody to the, to, the, to the world, it's in Los Angeles – uh, he looks, yeah, but he's part. on the Los Angeles, uh, you know, JV chargers, team. right? Yeah. It's the, it's the JVs, but still, he, he might be able to make, he might be able to make them, you know, higher level. He's right. outstanding. And I think that's the thing that that's when I get confused. Why are you selling me Baltimore and not LA when you've got something that may look even better than what's in Baltimore? And Los well, LA split LA's, you know, LA. And I guess you could say LA split is to, they don't care about football there anyways. I mean, they but even split, football. they're going to get you a better number than Baltimore. I don't, I, are they really though? Well, if you're How not many selling people in LA, actually watch and the games are earlier. I, or I'm maybe not. it's because even a bad audience in Los Angeles local is 5 million. So you got, you got to fight to make Baltimore relevant nationally. So I guess maybe that makes sense to Packers, me. When I, and I don't know if this is still the truth, but when I was at Fox, well, that's like, you know, 10 years ago now, 12 years ago, whatever, maybe even more, but you know, the top teams, what were the top teams you think that they wanted to see uh, get to the Super Bowl for ratings? Ratings? ratings. Had to be Packers. Packers, Packers were three at the time. Uh, Packers Cowboys. Were three. Cowboys were one. Uh, the Raiders, maybe? Nope. Patriots. Pittsburgh. Well, I, I said that. Oh, I didn't hear it. I was yeah, too busy. Yeah. Well, they're, they're just the national traveling teams. They're the teams that are like, yeah, that's, uh, they, you know, they're everybody's the, watching. But that's they have international, yeah. high national um, knowledge, or people people know about them nationally. But they and even internationally, they sell a little yeah. bit. So well, I just I just I, I I get frustrated by it because yesterday Baker Mayfield, who I'm not a huge fan of, but Kevin Stefanski has got his handprint all over that offense, recognizing that Chubb is their best player. Kareem Hunt's a great uh, second punch. And they run that ball and make they protect the fact that Baker Mayfield may not be a great decision maker all the time, uh, and they disguise it. They look pretty sharp, and he had equal to or better half than Lamar Jackson yesterday, and they were talking about, well, he's a little off. And I'm like, how in the world are you – last night all I heard was praise for a guy who put up three points and 100 total yards and a half as MVP. Just wait. You know, once he gets it figured out, it's like – if it weren't for the weird rule that if the ball goes out of bounds in the end zone, the Browns beat the chiefs yesterday. I mean, that would have been a momentum swing of, and that was with Patrick Mahomes still in the game. So, I mean, yeah, they he was hobbling there. around pretty, he had his they had toe hurt, but he was still broken, making. No, Michelle, my wife says it's a broken sesamoid bone. So oh, is it? Yeah, she that's what she said. <laughs> no, she diagnosed it during the game and based only on the fact that that's what Juliet had in gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> so I even tweeted that out. My wife says it's a, a fractured sesamoid bone uh, and that I'm an idiot if I'm wrong. So I'll put mm. it out on Twitter. Uh, well, we didn't even talk about what we were texting for real was. We think Lamar Jackson left the game with a bruised ego. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but he did get confirmed with a concussion, right? Oh, I, don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what don't to believe it. anymore. You saw what a concussion looks like yesterday when Patrick Mahomes tried to stand I don't think up. that was a concussion. I don't think it that is. was a concussion. They're saying it is now. They're saying it is a concussion? I read it just before we went on. They said he suffered a yeah. concussion and they have to go through all the protocols now. 
So, because last night they were saying, oh, because I told you that. I'm like, they're going to say he wrenched his neck. and his Well, when I, saw it, when I saw it, that was the first thing I said. He hit his head a little bit on the ground, but not as much yeah. as, you know, see, you see some other people. But then uh, you did see the neck getting pulled and his head yeah. almost getting separated from his shoulders. And that's yeah. where I thought that was. Uh, so they but said they, concussion. Now, I didn't hear that. He's in the concussion protocol. He had one. But when you see him leaving the field or walking off and wobbling around and you see Lamar Jackson running off going all frustrated, it, it did lead me to think, mm, uh, you know, uh, again, another quarter. The concussion thing's a little shaky because nobody can say in the NFL, especially he didn't have a concussion. But I don't think any no, any competitor is going to Jim hold his Nance, head. Jim Nance said it, and Romo got really good. Uh, <laughs> thanks for saving me, partner. But if you have uh, a concussion or you bonk your head in the end zone and you still have your thoughts with you, um, you're going to try to get up and tell the training staff, no, 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 I don't have one. I don't have one. Right. Lamar laid, Lamar laid in the end zone, rolling, holding his head, and then he gets up and sprints to the back, and I'm like, he's fine. And there, there's an argument to be made that Lamar – uh, was a spent fighter that didn't want to get punched anymore and didn't answer the bell. Yeah, we I, uh, we both looked at that similarly. I I'm, I'm going to give somebody the benefit of the doubt, but I I don't. It didn't look with good. With concussion, to me. you have to you have to with concussions because they're, they're going to say it. But I I didn't. The league see has him. to be really careful too because people will yeah, come oh, after yeah. them. So they're like you were before they said this concussion thing today for sure about um, Patrick Mahomes. For him, if Patrick Mahomes didn't have a concussion and he went back into the game or they were 50-50 on whether it oh. was or wasn't, they're, they're gone. I mean, right. the next day, they are obliterated yeah. on national news, not just sports news. That's, that's a lead story on CNN and everything mm -hmm. that, the, that the NFL doesn't care about players. Patrick Mahomes is back in. Yeah, that's what Heinz Ward said it years ago. And it's a different game now because of the concussion stuff. But he's like, if you're in a tight game and you hit your head, you don't let anybody know it. You get up and you keep playing. And, and it's dumb now because you're right. But, but uh, you know, you look at a guy who's grabbing his head and rolling around, automatically he's out of the game. Yeah. And, and you have to know that as a competitor. It's like if I start letting on that my head just got hit and, you know, Lamar grabs his helmet and rolls around, he's out of the game the second his hands went to his head and they replay his head hitting the ground. He's out immediately. So, you know, there was no real desire for, I mean, Patrick Mahomes had a real concussion and his first reaction was get up. He started to try to stand up. He looked so, like a, a fighter. Knocked cold. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And his eyes, when they went to him and you they looked at his gone. eyes, he was gone. He was. Yeah. He you was, can see that. I don't know how you see it in Lamar Jackson because I think he always looks concussed. I don't care for Lamar Jackson. Today. No. Yeah. No. I don't know how you can cut, concuss somebody with no brain, but evidently oh, it happens. Uh, he's proved it. Look, I'm not a Ravens fan. I don't care. Why do you? So, why uh, do you oh, I know why you hate everybody because they're not the Steelers. Well, especially the Ravens, and especially when you try to sell me Lamar Jackson, uh, you know you're selling me garbage. Yeah, he's good. I don't think he's. How do you he's say good. he's garbage? There's, you're there's, selling. I'm not saying he's garbage. You're selling me garbage. He's the best right. player in the yeah, NFL. That's he's the problem like I have. I don't have the problem with the actual people, the players. The hype. I, it's the hype around right. them that. Listen, every. Every narrative going into that CBS game, uh, the Bills and um, oh, the Ravens, the Ravens, none of them came true. Like uh, how accurate this year uh, Allen is, how yes. and part of it, I guess had the wind. But even when uh, what's uh, Justin Tucker can't make a field goal, he missed he missed two or three. He missed two, two. 
Yeah. Two in a row. Yeah. He missed. He never does that. And he, but never. and the word never. They use the word never. And Al Michaels. That was well. That was the Al Michaels game, right? That was Al doing yeah. that. Because I think, so. I think was that. I think that he was kept jinxing something. I don't. Yeah, I don't it was because I said that. he jinxed him with the backward because he said, uh, and I'm not going to say it here. And then yeah. he missed it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, Al, I tell you, you know, you got to stop, Al. You got to stop. The um. The uh, um the the thing about that to me with Justin Tucker the first one they blamed the wind again the Ravens I don't know why they sell them and if you look at the replay of the first field goal the flags on the uprights aren't moving at all like oh it's a wind the wind is getting the Ravens it's like uh, and then they turn the wind off for the Bills because their kicker <laughs> just missed it you know he just yeah. missed it wide left so I I I don't get that but I. Uh, the hype thing is very real. I, I, I don't understand it when you've got something better in Patrick Mahomes. You've got three or four young quarterbacks that you could really sell. I think Josh Allen is an outstanding example of what you could start pushing. But that narrative is unreal. Allen, Herbert, There's, Mahomes, that, that, those three young guns. Yeah. I mean, unreal. And you got some others underneath there that, you know, I mean, uh, Baker Mayfield isn't in that caliber, but he's he's uh, he's clearly showing he's a competitor. Uh, well, I'd love it, to see Russell Wilson on an offensive team, on a true offensive team. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that team. And Toledo, you're a Seahawks fan, but I watched that game and I'm like, how in the world, if this is the offense you're going to run, are you not just doing everything you can to make sure Russell Wilson never has to run for his life? And it seems like every time I watch him, that's it. It's continually not being able to adapt. Schottenheimer has done that every year. The, the difference was is that they had other issues that kind of masked that the last couple of years. Well, this year, they started out out of the gate, but you know, teams that start hot, they never finish that way when the weather changes. And so the weather changed and there was nobody in the, in the stands and Schottenheimer couldn't adjust. The yeah. Rams proved it. They just were, He just refused to adjust to do anything different than what he was stubbornly doing all season and it failed i think the rams just a mess though too they i i don't see an offensive line there and i say once they get diagnosed they don't have any other they're one trick pony once you figure out their game plan Mm -hmm. uh they're done and i think the the los angeles rams are built for one reason and that's to beat a pete carroll team they they just go they just look like they're the best team in football against the seahawks every time they play them they're they're just like you can't that team can't do anything against the Rams and uh they do it every year it's the bugaboo it's that one team well but that's also what you have to do is you have to to build a team to win your division and you have to beat the best teams in your division and but there's the frustration what was that the frustration the, the, the frustration is the Seahawks have that same charge and they refuse to build an offensive line that slows down the Rams defensive line and it makes Russell Wilson look terrible his numbers against the Rams in the last four games are like two touchdowns 20 sacks he's got like four or five interceptions I mean it's just it's that one team and he's so great and I I wouldn't say that same thing about Lamar Jackson where they hype him and then you know he gets into a big game Russell's proven he's big game caliber it's just when you're outmatched you're outmatched and that Rams but they don't talk him up up. they don't talk Russell Wilson up that same way like they should no, yeah, they, like they, they give it to him. Pre- and he's one of the nicest guys. And I'm sure he they did the him- first eight games of this season. And then they stopped because yeah. Schottenheimer killed the team. <laughs> Toledo gets so he doesn't like Schottenheimer. He, he, 
<laughs> I didn't like it when they hired <laughs> it. You could just tell by your staccato nature. <laughs> but I, I just, I, yeah, I, I, the Seahawks are a, a mystery to me because I'm with you, Frank. I think the line is like, how in the world does this team not go out and just have the best offensive line? Because right now, you got a quarterback in his prime that would be an MVP caliber quarterback that would be maybe the best in football with his skills running. And his Can you imagine Russell Wilson playing with the Rams? If Russell Wilson oh. was on the Rams, oh. and he's got Cooper oh. Cup and he's got, you know, that offensive line. I mean, uh, it's the line. Just give me the line. Goff can't move. Skill players. Yeah, his skill players are great. I think Russell's made made average skill players really good skill players. But the, the line's killer. The line is murder for Seattle. And that's that confuses me because Pete Carroll's got to know better. You got to beat the Rams to get out of that thing. And that's the team that gets them every year. Well, you talked about it earlier too. It's about knowing when it's a special season. Like we've made the playoffs eight out of nine years with Russell. And there were three seasons where I was like, Oh, this is, this is the year we're going to go. And we went two of them. And the third one we got, we got beat prematurely in my mind. But other than that, like this season, I knew it wasn't a special season. We're playing the NFC East. And without that, we're a nine win team. Who do you guys see as that team? Special this year? Yeah, the one that you're like, something's going on here. I hate to say it, but Tampa Bay now with same their last here. six six games. See the same just, thing. They're just what about knocking Green it Bay? out of the Green yard. Bay looks, uh, uh, Green Bay seems the same to me. I don't. They always have that one game where they can be beat and they, they don't get over the hump. There's something that stops them in one game. It's been in the playoffs. It's been in the regular season where they got whooped earlier and it and – that's not Rodgers. Yeah. I, uh, I just, I think Tampa Bay's got that special little blessing on it. And they're hitting their stride on time. Their defense is starting to play, again, like, like their paper said it should. The, the, on paper, that defense is horrifying. And then you start letting those rookies play the way they're playing. And those second-year guys, like White yesterday, was the game. He played yeah. out head with, uh, against the Saints and won that game. So I, I, Tampa Bay is the one that I think, depending on the elements, if it's snowing and horrible in Green Bay, I don't think Tampa's got a shot. But if it's an average day, I... I, I there's supposed I, to be some weather there, I believe. Yeah, if there's weather, then Green Bay's going to walk in. They're the only ones, they're the only team that had an actual uh, home field advantage this year because they had to go, New Orleans and Tampa would have to go through that. And New Orleans doesn't want to go to Green Bay, even in average weather. And Do we Tampa know if Green Bay's allowed to have fans too. The, Wisconsin will open that up. Yeah. Oh yeah. They have they've had fans. Them. Yeah. They they matter. But yeah, it's. I think Green Bay's special, but I think Tampa Bay's that team that's like the ball's bouncing their way right now, and it's just perfect. AB starts to kick in, and boy, there's nobody more deserving than a yeah. than a world championship than Antonio Brown. Uh, <laughs> you know, just why, why not just let Josh Gordon sign with the Buccaneers this week and just make that exclamation point on not giving a crap about behavior in this league that touts itself as a protect the shield thing because he got kicked out again too. So I, AB getting that is ridiculous and uh, going up against, it'll be neat though, because you'll have a 40 year old quarterback for sure or close versus uh, one of these 23 and 24 year olds. The uh, yep. somebody texted me about Bruce Arians and said he looked like a, a guy ready to bomb a bank last night. <laughs> I said, no, I said, what he really looks like is an incoherent puffer fish in a Pixar film. 
every time they cut over to him, his cheeks, he's just, that's what I'm talking about, daddy. We're going we're gonna to get on over there and look out for the mermaid and smack him up. And we're going to make it happen. Get your trident ready, daddy. It, he looked so dis. He looks so disheveled and disordered. He had so many different things on his head at one point. He, <laughs> he had the hat, mask. The, the mask, his glasses were on top. And then his hat, when it, however, his hat was pulling his hair. So he had old man hair that was just, you know, <laughs> reverse feathered on the back of his neck. I mean, it was, and when his glasses are off, he has beady little eyes and his cheeks are like 10 times the size of mine like his face it's like somebody just pushed his face into a balloon you know he looks to me like what it has to look like in so many places across the united states uh, come about january 10th when all the mall santas go home and shave like it's like that weird it's all pink and strange and it looks like he's confused by what he looks like everything looks wrong like he needs to have the beard back because we're so used to it and it's been growing for 10 months then he shaved it off. He just looks like one of those guys that suddenly doesn't wear glasses anymore. Yeah. And their face changes. With yeah. the glasses was, off, I was just I was just looking at it and I go, I didn't know who it is. I'm like, what'd you do with BA? Yeah, he looks a different color now, too. He's like a pastier, weirder pink. The salmon. Uh, the, salmon. Yeah. Just like he's a puffer salmon fish. The fun thing about him is I don't think he's doing a lot of coaching now. I think he's just a lot of way to go there, buddy. I think he's one of those now. I don't think. Well, he's- let's play a little. Let's play a little defense. But Bo's doing a nice job, and we got Tom Brady out there making the calls. Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna just have a little drink here, motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't. I don't see Tom Brady getting a call through his headset and looking at that thing on his wrist. I think Tom's just going through the catalog on his. Well, own. I think that they did do that, and they weren't winning. Yeah. And now Tom's just calling the game. Really, I think. And why wouldn't you? I mean, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't make sense why you would. Yeah, Arians, Arians did. Did you see any of the Arians press conference? Because he was, I just, there were a couple little glimpses. He he just says whatever he wants to. He doesn't give a rip. He does not care at all. He's um, he's along for the ride. I think I think this is his like uh, do whatever you want, boys. I think it's going to be one of those. I'm here if you need me. I'll talk to the press. But uh, you guys got this figured out. You're grown ups. And I don't, I don't, but I see that as a special team. They're starting to play offense differently. They're, they're just, it's something's going on there. Well, yeah. I mean, why would you not let Tom Brady? I mean, they started to make the precision short passes and they, you know, then they go for the long one every once in a while. And I mean, the difference between Drew Brees and Tom Brady last night to go back to night and day in terms of. One one guy looked like he was in the middle of his career, and one guy looked like he was at the end. And I'm a huge Breeze fan, but he could not get that ball. Like I, I kept looking, going, I, I I texted you. I'm like, John, you could you could throw further <laughs> than Brady right now. And what do you think? What do you think he said, Toledo? This is typical, John. Always could. I could. <laughs> yeah. Toledo's seen Nothing the gun. New. Maybe not as accurate, but I could I could out throw. Drew deep. Well, they've been masking Drew Brees' arm all year. Every time they needed a deep ball, for a couple there. years. That's yeah, the thing. That's for a couple years. That's true. Yeah. And, and then last night, Jameis Winston threw the deep ball on that gimmick play. Yeah. That. How does? How do the announcers? How do they say he still got the arm? He still got the arm. But anytime they throw a deep ball, they bring someone else in to throw it. Yeah. You know what's a? <laughs> if, they, if they're serious about the play being first read deep, it isn't Drew Brees throwing it. No. 
he has that option, but he doesn't do it too much. And, you know, again, that's a liability with an older quarterback. I, and, and I get a hand it to Drew Brees. If he steps away, he gets it. He understands that this is about, you know, the, the legacy is built. There's no reason to continue on. And even if there's a big payday in the end, you're just – who's going to take Drew Brees? If he leaves the Saints, the who's going to take contract. it? He's nobody's the, it's He already got it. But, I mean, I, I look at that. Like Phillip Rivers, Ben, uh, uh, Drew – Who's going to pick him up? What team is in need right now of a 40-year-old that's going to cost $20 million minimum? Detroit, they need a coach. They've got a guy. Oh, they need a coach. Sure, coach quarterback. That hasn't been done in a while. (laughs) But I'd like to see it. It's like John Lucas playing player coach. Bill Russell calling timeouts in uniform was the best and then grabbed that board. But, the uh, uh, yeah, I I just don't see those older guys moving. And it's weird because – like you said, with all the technology at TB12 and seeing Tom play to 43, I think these 40-year-old guys feel like there's magic in this one more time. It's just not going to happen. Drew Brees is not going to win a world championship anymore. Ben is not mm-hmm. going to do it. Phillip's not going to do it. Tom Brady might be the accident, but he's a guy who's going to his 14th championship game in 20 seasons. He's different. Something's not the same. And WWE conspiracy theory that I've got, they're going to help him get to the Super Bowl because then that erases all the questions that there was ever any goofing off or screwing around, cheating going on in New England. It's just Tom that, Brady's yeah. that good. So there could be a call or two that goes against Green Bay this weekend because they have to have Tom Brady do something spectacular on his own without Belichick so they can say it was never about the tapes. It was never about deflated football. For Tom Brady, right, is what you're saying. For the league. For the league. For the history. Because there's fans like me and tons of others that will say, well, sure, you had the tapes. You had the other stuff. You've always been surrounded in scandal. And now he did it on his own. Yeah. With an all-star team, by the way. Keep in mind that that team, somehow or another, has 20 all pros from other teams on the same yeah, but team. The, all-star, else the all-star team last night was down. It wasn't, it wasn't the all-stars making the plays. No, it's the that, young guy. That's, that's the amazing part is Evans. Wasn't really in it. Uh, no. He wasn't a factor. A Gronk Gronk. I'm sure Gronk can still push people around some, but he looked slower than what you expect Gronk to be. He couldn't get the balls that he used to get to. Uh, and uh, Antonio Brown was out. I mean, yeah, but you do to me, you just have that. I don't know. It just seems like it's the more I believe that this thing is rigged, the more it starts making sense to me. It, you know? Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I just I don't want it to be. But I, the I more think you I do, I think you do want it to look, be. When I watched the Steelers and Browns game and three times before the game, they had packages about how important this win is for Cleveland. Yeah. And then all these all these pregame things, I'm like, wow, this well, this is a broadcast sale of something. And then they and then all of a sudden it's twenty eight to nothing. You're like, man, something just feels like it's supposed to go certain ways. <laughs> and well, and it's and I'm fine with it because it's entertainment. Anything on TV to me is entertainment first and reality second. Maybe it just so goes sure. back to our bigger simulation. We're all in a simulation and this is just part of it. We're just going through the motions. I, Somebody just pressed sense. my A button. That makes sense. To me. <laughs> that adds up. That yeah. just completely adds up. But it is uh. fun. The NFL has got 
whatever it is, rigged, uh, you know, manipulated, whatever. It sure is entertaining. They had some good football games on the last couple of days. And the storylines are fantastic. You've got these two Hall of Famers in the NFC, these two young guys in the AFC. It's old versus new. It's the changing of the guard. It's, I mean, to me, Mahomes versus Brady, if that's your Super Bowl, I've been right the whole time. That is, that's, that's Hollywood. That's absolutely made up. You can't have the greatest of all time on his way out taking on what everybody says is his heir apparent on the way in. That is that is a Christmas Day NBA game is what that is. <laughs> it <really> is. <laughs> yeah, it's forced on us. Yeah. But Brady versus Mahomes for the Super Bowl, get, get out of here. And Brady wins it and takes it from the young kid. It's almost like he's going to go, I want it, but I want you to have it at the end. And then everybody cries. <laughs> it's a Coca-Cola ad. It's the Coke ad. It's like, this is no longer my league. It belongs to you. Oh, no, it's going to give him the whole chocolate factory. Yeah. It's like <laughs> uh, when La La Land didn't win Best Picture and they were like, no, this isn't ours. He deserves it. It's ridiculous. It's Cobra Kai. It's, it's silly. Oh, okay. So now we're talking. Have you started watching it again yet? Go no, ahead. but I knew that would spark it. That's all. I, yeah. As we, as we, <laughs> no, because I've been waiting to talk. I was going to start out uh, with that earlier in the podcast, but then you, we kept going because of the Pittsburgh stuff. I'm hooked on Cobra Kai. I'm in the third season now. You, you, you'd fit right in. You could be Is one of the guys Lords. in Cobra Kai. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, 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 I don't know. And Toledo, you've watched it some, right? You said, yeah, I watched the first two seasons. I, I, I didn't expect it to be this good. I, it's enjoyable. I got to say, it took me probably about four episodes before I kind of got the tone of it. And, and I kind of gave up on some of the, you know, it being the greatest thing ever and l- just let it be. And it was fantastic after that. It's, 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 it's a weird thing because it's a drama, but it's, yeah. got, may, it's got big characters in it that work because it's a throwback to like 80s meeting today. Yeah. But just the stuff they're doing and Johnny Lawrence's inability to or his <laughs> he starts to learn how to deal with present day. But he's stuck in 1984 uh, driving a Camaro and uh, <laughs> listening to 80s music still and, and still thinking like a- every 80s bully, uh, but somehow <laughs> pulling it off and making it believable. Like it's not a cartoon. He's not a cartoon. He's just. he's a sliver away from being a cartoon where you go, I know a guy like this. I know there are poor people like this. And uh, as I'm getting into the third season now, the thing that they started doing more karate in the, in the, in the show. And that started to get me feeling like, eh, why does everything have to break out into a karate fight? But it's got a bigger message (laughs) than whenever people do start getting into, it's really funny because what really makes me laugh is the whole city seems to be into karate now. <laughs> yeah. They're in, in Southern California and everybody's really into Cal. And they even make a joke about that on the news. It's almost as big as karate was back in the eighties. So they keep making references back to how silly some of the stuff is that they're doing, but it's, it's mired in, you know, it's smashed in between a lot of stuff that you're going, God, this is, this is, this is contrived, but really, really yeah. well. See, those, those are the types of things. I want to watch that, but you just sold me against it because I personally struggle with movies where, um, like, dance movies and stuff, like Footloose. All of a sudden, everybody in the city that just I, I fast forward through the I fast forward through them. That's the, they, I honestly through the go through the kick, I go through the kicks. 
I don't watch any of the kicking stuff. I don't care about. I don't care. I don't need to see because it's. if you you can't have everyone have the knowledge of karate or what's no the no no it's they've all learned they they've all although they've learned pretty quickly yeah I will yeah. say that they it's more for the characters I watch the characters and I go uh, this is Toledo did you see the character that Stingray guy who's like an adult who's hanging out with the kids this guy yes. pulls it off so well he's like Baxter doing karate <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just. It's so well done that you're watching these characters going, these are good little actors and stuff doing a great job. It's uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just, I'm thrilled with, I'm thrilled that I found it. I'm thrilled that I found it. Well, that's a five-star review, Frank. No, I, I'm giving it five. I, 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 I don't want it to end. I, I've been looking for something to get me through the treadmill lately. And uh, Night Stalker. Night Stalker. Oh, really? Is that? Oh, is that good? I love, well, here, that's the thing where, you know. That's I, Netflix? I, yeah. And it's a document, it's a four-part documentary about uh, the cops who uh, hunted the night, the night stalker in LA. And uh, my fascination with serial killers is uh, because unhealthy. you're going to become one, probably unhealthy. Yeah, but uh, he's a he's a really fascinating one. And then the cops and their chase and their dealings with the media. This I love. Do they do karate? And and that's the weird <laughs> thing is that all of a sudden you found out that most of Whittier, California is uh, versed in the ways of karate and a lot of martial arts. So, and they're also professional dancers. So when they're start to dance, like, Oh my God, the whole city can dance. It's the best. Yeah, martial arts I, is very similar to the, 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 the world of dance. Yeah. I can't do that when a movie's all of a sudden, like no one's in this city has been allowed to dance for 20 years, but they're all professional dancers. When a song starts and I'm like, Oh, this is stupid. And it's cool, like grease. I've never understood that movie at all. That they all just start choreographing. I mean, dance. that's a it's a it's a musical essentially. Yeah, I mean, that's what. The, yeah, although I think musical is Latin for stupid. <laughs> Night Stalker, the musical. I oh, can't I'd watch that though. If he was a pro dancer and could get everybody <laughs> With singing. Choreographed killings. Oh, I have a twenty-two caliber gun. It's uh. This yeah, is going to I be so watch. much fun. <laughs> Not for you, but for me. For me. <laughs> you'll see yeah. <laughs> yeah the um yeah that's a good one though that's that's fun other than that i i don't i'm struggling with any um uh binging because i get three episodes in and i'm like eh, i'm not 100 percent in and i can't do three years of if this starts to suck so <laughs> yeah, but I, that's I, when I you need, stop you got you got 10 episodes that's, you i gotta need, keep, i need if you kind of like it you get to keep going see here's the problem i have Nobody who watches binge TV ever tells you they wasted their time because they don't want to admit that they were wrong. So you talk to people and like, oh, my God, I'm eight seasons in. It's the best thing ever because they want to convince themselves the thing they're watching is worth their time. Well, so I mean, the, Lord, time. the, the, uh, the uh, Game of Thrones did that for oh. me. I mean, I'll tell you, I feel like I wasted seven years. Same. <laughs> I couldn't wait for it to come. And then the end was so bad. It ruined the whole series. Yeah. Uh, Mad, Mad Men did the same thing. Mad I didn't Men. hate Mad Men. You, oh, I, I hated, you hated the hated Mad, Mad, Men. Mad Men, but I, I don't know. It, was, it There was zero redemption for the character. Like the characters were all just, okay, you just watched awful people continue to be awful and they're going to still thrive from it. Nobody's changing. Seinfeld. Well, Seinfeld was at least funny in 30 minute increments. It didn't build up these things like, oh, wait till you see the payoff of Seinfeld. The whole point of Mad Men was the build. And then, oh, okay. It just keeps going. And they get to be that nobody ever 
punishes them for being horrible and stealing lives and hurting everybody they've ever. It's it was it's just awesome. A, it was terrible. It's awesome. And, and he invented. <laughs> I would watch that again. I uh, I loved it up until the last two or three episodes. But I you know what? You should that. never watch the end. That's what you shouldn't watch. End up. Good point. You should right just let it. End it. Right. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, nobody can compete with what you can write in your head, John. There's, there's a reality of that. I mean, I and I know, even though I'm saying it somewhat jokingly, I know you believe it. <laughs> oh, it's a fact. And you're my doing all the characters. My endings to shows that have bad endings would be a thousand times better. That's that. It would be ridiculous. But I think everybody agrees though, that uh, if you have a show like you're on Cobra Kai and you started to text me, go, are you watching this? I'm like, I can't do it. It's too far along. If it starts to suck, I'm going to be mad at the person that told me to like it. And I think well, it's that's just- why I was honest with you about the karate part. Cause I, yeah. I, but I think some <laughs> of the stuff, especially as you get into the middle of the first season into the second season, it's worth watching just to see Johnny Lawrence. There's so much, um, there's so much of comment on society yeah. uh, today versus back when we were growing up. That you're going, God, you know, as bad as they were, the good old days, there's some there's some good stuff about you how miss things. people were. You're nostalgic. Yeah. Here's the here's the other thing is I grew up in a television era where about 30 minutes to an hour's worth of characters was all you needed. And I, I realized that any time spent extra with those characters now, like if I watch two hours of something pretty close to the last 15 minutes i start hating them all for being in my house too long so i need i need like a show to be on on wednesday from eight to nine and then leave me alone for a week you know what because three hours three hours here's why here's why because you don't have kids oh that could be it because yeah 100 for me it's more adults (laughs) (laughs) hanging out with more adults as dumb as they might act they're not my kids and i don't have to I don't have to, you talk about investing time and worry. That's yeah. a, a, my kids at my Joey gets up late. I'm like, is he dead? You know, I don't, that's so the, you're saying that my real life is something that I guess I'm not trying to escape as much as you're trying to escape yours with other people and other places trying to aspire to. Right. You, I mean, you want those, I'm telling you, you want I'm those strangers you. there for three hours at Listen, a time. I love my kids, but Am Not I every right? day, but it's just the amount of emotion that it takes out of you or me <laughs> oh. at least it's oh. every day is I like to be able to go, you know, and I can just turn this program off right now. I'm yeah. 75. You're in I complete can, control. I can, Yeah. The only thing I'm in control of, even though I should be the puppet master, I should be Geppetto yeah. in this house You're not. and I'm Pinocchio lying my way out of everything. Just to <laughs> find myself in the middle of a whale. <laughs> Alex has three of his friends over right now and I don't want to go see what's going on, but I know I should. Yeah. I mean, just, you just, <sighs> I like your Pinocchio analogy. Yeah. end up in the middle of the whale yeah. the uh yeah but maybe that's true because i started to watch kelly cuoco's flight attendant show and uh, i overdid it and in a week's time i started to hate everyone on the show for being stupid and the show's <laughs> not bad but if it was a week-to-week show i could have tolerated their stupidity they're only going to be here for an hour but, yeah but just, uh, then don't just watch them all at once but if they show up again tomorrow you have too much time you know that mustache that gay mustache you're you are, you are like a gay man. Like you, you have a, uh, you know. Uh, this is how I sleep now, Frank. This is how I sleep now. 
all that extra income, you know, you, you, have, uh, you don't have to worry you're about the, kids. You're, you're the Marlboro man. Yeah. Only gay. <laughs> like that guy was an oral fixation. That's how I, I sleep know. now. People see I, that like bus stops. That's, you know what? That should be on a coin. <laughs> this? Your profile oh. with the hat should be on a coin. I would have done a $3 bill. Uh, it's something. No, it's something that you put in a in a video game at an arcade. That's what it looks like. You look, you look like the mascot uh, for Jungle Arcade. It looks like it should be a silhouette of somebody's arcade store mascot. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Well, I'm keeping this, and I'm not shaving it all year. All right, I think we solved everything. We fixed uh, the NFL. Don't watch. Don't watch flight attendant. The NFL. Watch Cobra Kai. Tom Brady's already got the Lombardi Trophy. That's a guarantee because it's fixed. Lamar Jackson's not very good, and Frank lives in a whale. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. That's it. That's we're done. Good night. See you a couple weeks. 